Hi and welcome to the first day of summer in the year 2022 from our downtown studio on Long Island, New York. We welcome you to the weekly podcast of Cleaning Processes with Jerry as we join Jerry now. This podcast is dedicated to building an online community of like-minded individuals and businesses in the chemical and cleaning industry. We are going to share ideas, tips, solutions, and stories to solve problems and to expand our markets. Please join me as I try to do a podcast every week, and we frequently will produce a special guest that just might be you. I work for Kim Station of Boston, where I'm based in New England. I also run the blog, Hospitality Cleaning 101. If you ever have questions, feel free to reach out, and I will answer on a future podcast if you so like. At the end of the show, I will include my contact information, as well as a giveaway that we have on my podcast site. Today, I'm going to be talking about the laundry flow chart. This has to do with on-premise laundries. Another abbreviation of that is called OPL, on-premise laundries. The laundry flow chart is how the laundry flows through the building, possibly more than one building, or it goes from the dirty stage all the way to the machines, from the machines to some type of storage area where they're ready to be used again. This flow chart has many areas in it that problems can crop up. These problems need to be controlled because it's not always about the laundry machine itself or the chemicals themselves that are doing the job for you. You have to control the whole process. Whether it is the hospitality industry, healthcare, athletic departments, numerous other industries, we know the convenience as well as the financial benefits of having an OPL, on-premise laundry. In this department, no matter where it gets located, should have at least a basic flow chart of operations. But unfortunately, these procedures are often left out or taken for granted, which considerably affect the finished product. The finished product needs to be clean, dry, and ready to use in your business. So refresh your memory and skills by learning the eight-step process to keep your product clean and sanitized for the consumer. The first step is collection. Believe it or not, there is a correct way to collect linens. Dirty linens should not be left to sit around or to be used to pick up spills or aid in the cleaning in a different area. This is a very typical mistake that workers make. As a result, They become dirtier and hard to clean. When collecting dirty or contaminated linens, it is essential to remember not to touch your face, nose, and mouth. Package the dirty linen correctly in preparation for storage. Keep in mind that some linens will need to be collected separately to avoid cross-contamination. For example, chef or butcher aprons or even surgical ward linens. We request or advise to use PPE gloves. 
Number two, after it's dirty, after you have it collected, you're going to have to transport it someplace. When transporting linens, avoid letting them fall or drag on the floor. There are various ways to transport linens. Transport linens including in drawstring canvas bags, in drawstring canvas bags lined with polyvinyl, possibly it could be a metal cart, down a laundry chute. The linens that go down the chute must still get placed in a canvas bag to ensure they don't contaminate the walls of the chute. If you're using a metal cart, ensure there's no rust or sharp objects that can tear or damage the linen. When the cart or barrel empties, remove any debris lying on the bottom. Next, clean the vessel and sanitize with a quat sanitizer so it's ready for the following collection. Avoid using bleach. Sometimes these carts, I can see two and three inches of soil that have been in there from multiple days, one after the other. Those carts need to be cleaned at the end of every shift and sanitized. Next, the linen needs to be number three, sorted. All sorting should be done in the laundry area. That would be close to the machines. It should also be done away from any clean linen. Sort all items by the type, fabric, color, then remove any heavily soils that might need to be treated with a pre-spotter in advance. Also, some linens need to be treated to a certain temperature, a certain formula in your machines. Your staff should be using personal protection equipment throughout this step. Another way to look at it is sort it to the way you have formulas on your machine. If you have a heavy duty cycle, if you have a light duty cycle, you might have a cycle if you're in a hotel that just does bedspreads or possibly even sheets. Always wash the same items together. Of course, I'm jumping ahead to number four, which is the wash cycle. The proper wash cycle on the machines, as well as the dispenser, has to be coordinated to the utmost importance. Employees should never try to shorten the cycles to make their jobs easier. By shorting the cycle, I mean frequently on some machines, you can do different manipulation. Instead of it being a three-minute wrench, you take it down to a minute wrench. Instead of it being a 10-minute sud cycles, they might push a couple of buttons and move it down to an eight-minute. You're just cheating the end result. It really doesn't get the linen done any faster because just because it might come out of the laundry machine faster doesn't mean the dryer is necessarily ready for it. So don't try to cheat times. Washing involves removing the soil from the linens. It suspends it with the chemicals in a solution to be drained away. It then gets dried to a clean and frequently sanitized finish. Load the machine according to the recommended weight. Exceeding the weight recommendations, we prevent the linens from being cleaned properly. In addition, running half loads 
will only add extra water, plus diluting the chemicals and reducing the mechanical action, causing poor results. Check your chemical levels. If you plan to change the chemicals, possibly ask for assistance in advance if you need help moving the buckets and barrels. Okay, on to step five, which is drying. Drying cycles is just as important as appropriate wash cycles. Each linen type needs to be dried at a specific time and temperature. One size does not fit all when drying linen, and you need to get it right to prevent over-drying, wasting energy, creating wrinkles, and basically just beating the heck out of your linen. I have literally seen linen just going in circles for over an hour while people are on break. There's a problem there because it's tearing up your linen, costing a whole lot of money, and if there's certain things wrong with linen, they're only going to get worse. Use the proper temperature control first. Every fabric needs to dry at a particular time and temperature. So after you set the temperature, set the appropriate time. Frequently, there's computer setups for all of this. One size does not fit all in terms of drying, and you need to get it right. All cycles should have a gradual cool-down process to aid in the reduction of wrinkles. Actually, to the term of some people, the linen should almost be a couple percentile wet. That's right, actually somewhat wet as it's going into your cool down. If you opened it up and you felt it at that time, some people will say, well, this still feels wet. Well, through the cool down, it'll take the wrinkles out and that wetness will slowly evaporate. That's a proper finished linen. Number six is the fold. The folding process must begin immediately after removing the linens from the dryer. Sometimes it's automated. But it will help if frequently if you have more than one person folding if it's done by hand. During the folding process, you should be looking for stains that weren't noticed before or tears in the linen. All rejects should be set aside for review by the supervisor. Folding by hand allows for quality control and the ability to achieve the desired fold. Step seven is storage. Linen should be stored in a well-designed storage space and there must be a resting period to prevent wrinkles. When linens get properly rotated, it will increase their lifespan. The general rule when washing and storing linen is as follows. 50% of the linen in inventory 
should be on the shelves neatly stored away. 25% of the linen should be in use. 25% of the linen should be in the cleaning cycle. So for an example, if you had four towels, two towels should be in storage. One towel should be in use, let's say in a hotel room, and one towel should be in the washing cycle. In other words, in the laundry room. So you can see that two towels should be in the back. The biggest problem that I see is too low of an inventory. In other words, they're pulling the towel, washing it, and getting it back out on the floor, back to the room, all within one day. That creates problems because the linen cannot rust. You don't have enough towels and inventory. Frequently, a chemical specialist, like myself, would then talk to the supervisor, talk to the owners, ownership, partners, whatever, and talk to them about the advantages of having a higher inventory. And I don't even sell linen. However, you should have enough in stock. Number eight is the cleanup. At the end of every shift, employees must clean all equipment, carts, tables, and floors. In addition, the lint traps must be emptied periodically throughout the day and the chemicals checked before the shift. I was literally in a hotel, Springfield, Illinois when we advised a customer we were not doing business with that they weren't cleaning their dryers out properly. They had told us what their chemical provider was doing and what their maintenance was doing. We advised that wasn't good enough. Two days later, I don't know if this was a 20-story hotel. Two days later, they had a fire. Luckily, no one got injured. Everyone got evacuated. It was a complete mess. The fire started in the laundry. So cleaning up is very important. If you have any rags that might have grease on them or oil on them, don't wash them, put them in the dryer, and then just set them in a pile. That can cause combustion and cause a fire as well. My final thoughts are this. Having an on premise laundry is one of the best ways to meet the client or employee's demand for clean linens. However, cutting corners on either way would reduce the pristine quality, so it's essential to follow appropriate cleaning processes to ensure that all linens are effectively washed and frequently sanitized. I thank you for joining me today. Please check out my website, www hospitality cleaning 101 where we have a free download now on some of the cost savings in the year 2022 as many costs are getting out of hand it's a way to help possibly control costs with some ideas of why the costs are so high and things you might be able to do to prevent it again this is jerry bauer cleaning processes with Jerry. I'm thanking you for joining me today and hope that you like and share on your local podcast server and spread the word. Enjoyed having you today. 
Thank you. To contact Jerry, please feel free to write him at jerry at hospitalitycleaning101.com. He is open all different forms of questions and would love to hear from you. If you are in the New England area and need any type of chemical for food or beverage production, he will be glad to quote you a price. Feel free to go to his website and sign up for his next project, which will be a newsletter. Continue to stay safe. Hope to see you again.